0: welcome to daily living my name is Shirley and here on daily living we focus on our daily walk with Christ I may sometimes refer to myself or others as an foc which means a follower of Christ and just to go a little bit deeper it means that I strive daily to live my life according to the Holy Spirit's teaching of the scriptures and not by man's doctrine. So if you are a babe in Christ, or maybe you're a Christian that has lost their way And you want to find your way back into the Father's arms. Or you're a Christian and you want to have a deeper, a more personal walk with God. You're tired of just going to church and hearing the word, but not walking the word. Or you're not a Christian at all. but you feel empty on the inside. You know that everything else that you've tried just hasn't been working. If that's you, then you are in the right place. I pray that God uses me as a vessel to lead you to Jesus Christ, amen. Although when we go outside, we can sense a calmness in the air from the everyday hustle and bustle that we have been accustomed to. For many, this is far from the truth. We all have been experiencing something as a whole. For some of us, we've been laid off from work. Or maybe you're an essential worker and you find yourself, depending on the field, putting your life at risk every day, or you have fallen ill due to the virus itself. For some, they can't get to loved ones. You, you get bad news or you hear that they're ill, but you can't get to them. Some have lost loved ones and they were not able to, to give them the proper farewell to get that closure in their lives. For some, you're just getting tired of this quarantine life, of the uncertainty of it all. Beloved, we are in the middle of a storm. In this episode, we are going to discuss a couple Bible stories of people that were faced with troubling circumstances and how they were able to overcome and discuss what we learn that can be implemented in our daily walk with Jesus Christ. John 11 verses 17 to 20 reads, and this is the NIV version. This story is when uh, Mary and Martha, Lazarus' sisters, called to Jesus and asked him to come because Lazarus was ill, deathly ill. Verses 17 reads, On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, And many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in their loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Now the King James Version reads this last verse, verse 20, like this. Then Martha as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming went to meet him but Mary sat still in the house." I like that version because it uses a different word instead of saying she stayed home she sat still. Now we see that they had just lost her brother And grieved and were grieving the loss of that brother so much so because they were so loved that the people the Jews in Jerusalem came over to comfort them during that time they were going through a storm in their lives but even in the midst of the storm we see that Mary was being still being still, and waiting on the Lord. How many of us are going through a storm right now? I'm sure that most of us can relate. Our circumstances may be different, but we are all plagued with the uncertainty of this world. We don't know what situation, you know, the world is going to be in, in the next month, in the next week. So many news that are bringing fear and concern. The Lord is saying today, be still. Be still. Be still and know that I am God. Nothing happens without my knowledge. I have everything under control. If you would just trust me, trust that my word is true. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am here with you. Even through the storm, you are not alone. Beloved, you're not alone. We have to learn to be like Mary and be still in the middle of a storm. When we're faced with uncertainty, our natural mind is always trying to think of a solution to resolve what we have identified as the problem or cause to our circumstances. The last thing our mind wants to do is to be still. Honestly, it can be the hardest thing to do when you're faced with adversity. I wanna share my testimony. Last weekend, I was faced with a certain opportunity that I wanted to take advantage of. But I couldn't really figure out how to make it happen. But deep inside, I believed that it was God's will and that was the reason why this opportunity presented itself. But in order for me to actually take advantage of this opportunity, The only way that I saw was for me to lie. And see, it brought me to a place where I started to think, if God gave me this opportunity, He wouldn't put me in a position where I would have to lie to get it. So that was out of my That was an option that I I threw out, but I believed that it was God, but I couldn't see a way out of it. So that weekend, I really just mauled and and really thought and, you know, try to figure out all the different ways that... I can move and all the different things that I can do and all the different things that I can say, but also, you know, trying to not be deceiving or manipulative at the same time to get my way. And it was really frustrating. I reached out to all the people that are close to me that I can confide in. And I started to tell them about my situation and and what's the best way for me to move. And everybody was able to give me um, their input, but I still, it, it still wasn't the best plan. I still felt like it wasn't the best solution there were still some pieces that just was left up in the air and i got so overwhelmed with thinking about the best way to move forward in this that i reached a point where i was just tired and i went to the lord and i told him that I don't know what to do. And if it's your will, then let your will be done. And so I laid on the ground, which is something I do often. And I just stayed there and I just worshiped him. I worshiped him. And I asked him to help me to let go of trying to control this situation. Help me to let go of this and drop it at his feet. And I stayed until my spirit was content. Now on the next day, I started to think, should I text this person? Or And then I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not going to do anything, I'm just going to wait and see what happens because I had already brought it to the Lord and not too long after that, the very thing, the very outcome that I was trying to get was presented to me without me ever having to ask. Glory to God and at that moment I realized I needed to be still. There were way too many moving pieces. I could never have control and get to the outcome. What I needed to do in the middle of this storm, I needed to bring it to the Lord and be still and trust and know that He is God because if the Lord opens a door for me, He's going to also provide the way for me to walk through it. He's not going to cause me to have to do things that are not pleasing in His sight to get to it. Amen? He is so worthy to be praised. Be still. Be still, beloved, and know that He is God. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 5 reads, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We have to capture these thoughts, every thought that raises itself up against the knowledge of God. See, me mulling all of these scenarios was building, was, was removing the peace in my life. It was making me anxious. I don't control my life, I just give that to God. So every time you have these thoughts, we have to capture them. We have to capture every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Proverbs 23, verses 7 reads, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. whatever is consistently in our hearts is what you become if you're always thinking about offense you're going to keep getting offended the hebrew word here for think in this passage means to reason out to calculate to estimate in the Hebrew word for heart in this passage means self, your soul. The soul consists of your mind, which includes your conscious, the will, and the emotions. That's what your soul is. So ever had a situation where that you could just not let go of? Have you ever had something happen? or? Somebody said something to you and you just couldn't let it go. I have. Or a person that keeps coming to your mind and you keep, you know, maybe this was uh, uh, someone you were in a relationship with and, um, and you just can't let them go. Or a situation in your past that keeps coming back to you that was unpleasant overthinking on all the possible outcome in this season of your life you find yourself in deep thoughts without you ever realizing that you have been swept away by your thoughts have any of you ever felt that way oftentimes These thoughts are negative on what we hope would not happen. Oftentimes these thoughts are our biggest fears. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The very fact that we keep thinking of these things is what causes them to manifest in our lives. The very fact that we keep thinking on these things is what causes them to manifest in our lives. I remember I dated a guy while ago and my biggest fear is exactly what happened (laughs) the very thing that i feared in the relationship is exactly what happened to me and the reason for it is because i constantly meditated on it constantly was in fear and i constantly thought about it But what I didn't understand is because I was constantly thinking about this scenario, this event taking place, I was actually planting the seed. And when it happened, that was my harvest. I reaped my harvest because that was exactly what I had been planting in my thoughts. This whole time the seeds we plant in our minds equal to the harvest that we will reap let me repeat that the seeds we plant in our hearts in our minds equal to the harvest that we will reap so if we are planting seeds of fear we will harvest that which we fear. This is how the enemy steals our blessing in our destiny right from under our noses. He makes a suggestion or a thought and we kill our own dreams by not submitting it to our Lord Jesus Christ. And stay thinking and mulling over it over and over and over again in our minds the truth is that every thought is not our own many of these thoughts come from the devil from the enemy this is why It must be submitted every time. Every thought has to be submitted to Christ. Because a lot of thoughts that we hear is not our own thoughts, but the enemy making suggestion. We think that we don't have control of our thoughts. And so we take these suggestions and rerun with it. And the enemy is counting on you to do that. Because if he tells you, you're not going to succeed. This business that you're trying to build is not going to happen. You're not smart enough. If he tells you that, and you continue to think about your lacks and everything that you're lacking to do what it is that God had already told you that you're going to do, It doesn't matter what you say out of your mouth, because as a man thinketh, so is he. So if you think that you're not good enough, if you're thinking that you're lacking and you're not capable of doing what it is that God had already set out for you to do, what he's already told you that you're going to do, if you're thinking negatively, then that is exactly what you are going to reap. It doesn't matter what you say, because you are what you think. Constant meditation of a negative thought would eventually manifest in our lives sooner or later. It will manifest in action. It always manifests in our lives. These thoughts are strongholds. A stronghold of the mind is a lie that Satan has established in our thinking that we count as true, but it's actually a false belief. When we embrace these lies, they affect our attitude, emotions, and behaviors. God wants all of his children to walk in victory and freedom in their thought lives. And the way that we do that is by submitting our thoughts to Christ. So you might say, what should we think about? The Bible tells us in Philippians chapters 4 verses 8 that reads, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think of such things. Those are the things that we should be thinking about. I was watching an episode that my sister sent me from Pastor Carl Lynn's Hillsong Church East Coast. He did a sermon on getting our minds right that just resonated with me. And he did this exercise that I would like to do with you today. Wherever you are, I want you to close your eyes, take a deep breath, and let's just take a minute. Imagine you are lying on a lounge chair at the beach in Jamaica drinking a virgin tropical drink under a palm tree. You are overlooking crystal blue water and you feel the cool wind hitting your face. Do you feel that? the sin between your toes the crashing of the ocean you feel at peace a smile on your face as you enjoy the marvelous wonders that the Lord has created you can hear the Caribbean music from the man selling coconuts and other goodies And you know that later on you're going to have a good Caribbean meal. Now if you just open your eyes, how does that feel? How are you feeling? When I did this exercise, my mood changed immediately. I realized that there are some lies that I have taken on as my own that I needed to reject. I needed to clean house and do an inventory of my thoughts. How about you, beloved? when dealing with anxiety depression obsession and other impulses it always starts with a thought even if we want to stop the habit you find yourself going on autopilot without realizing what you're doing so many times i've caught myself And in the middle or towards the end, I'm like, what what am I doing? Why am I trying to not do this anymore? I'm trying to not go there with my thoughts anymore. Has that ever happened to you? I know it's happened to me many of times. First, we have to admit to Christ in ourselves of this negative habit that is taking your eyes off of God. 1 John 1, verses 9 reads, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. With a sincere heart, ask the Lord for help and ask that he will show you a way out because his word says in 1 corinthians chapters 10 verses 13 no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind and God is faithful he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. He always, always has a way out. When we get caught up in these thought process, it's like a car driving 100 miles an hour. When you're driving a hundred miles an hour, all you see in front of, all you fo- can focus on is what's in front of you. You're not able to see your surroundings because you have a tunnel vision. I've spoken to people that, um, for instance, I, I dealt with anger issues. And at my worst, I knew that once I get triggered, I had a, a, a tunnel vision. I couldn't see a way out of it. I was It was already too late. You'll feel remorse after it was done, after you went completely off the rail, after you've lost your temper. Then you're like, oh my goodness, I feel horrible. I shouldn't have said that, I shouldn't have done that, all the things you shouldn't, shouldn't have done. But the truth is, the Word says that He always gives us a way out. And what I did was once I recognized that it wasn't something that I liked, that wasn't a part of me that I enjoyed, so I took it to God and I said, I don't want to lose my temper like that anymore and so i started to notice to recognize to slow down and recognize that point where i'm about to go over the threshold see that's the first thing you repent and you ask for help once you ask for help you're going to start noticing instead of going 100 miles an hour You're going to start slowing down and eventually get to like 50 miles an hour. And you're going to start noticing one thing. You're going to start noticing a way out. And when you notice it, you're still going to pass it. But you're going to notice it. And the more you continue to practice that, you continue to be aware of your thoughts, of yourself, of your emotions, and you continue to try to gain control of these things, you're going to start noticing every once in a while. You're going to take that way out. But you're still going to fumble and miss it. That's okay. That's okay. Because I went through it. I would still fumble every now and then. Or somebody would really, really come at me, and I'll still fumble, but every once in a while, I'll take that way out. And eventually, I started to take that way out more often. And I'm not going to say I'm perfect, but I more so have learned how to take that way out because once I was able to slow down and see the way out, it all became practice. This is no different from anything else, even with the thought. Anything else is a practice. So when you get caught up in your thoughts or you get caught up in your anxiety or, the you know, negative depression thoughts, the minute it starts, you're going to start noticing God is going to show you a way out. And the more he shows you that way, the more you're going to be able to take that route until you gain more control over it because God is a God of provision. He always provides a way out. Mark chapters 4 verses 35 to 41 reads, in the same day when the even was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Hallelujah. So we see here the disciples were on a boat. Jesus said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. That was a promise. You're going to go on the other side. But in the middle of the promise that God had gave them, there was a storm. See, a lot of you, God had already made a promise in your life. He told you what he was going to do. So don't lose faith because you're in the middle of a storm. Peace, be still, be still. See, that's what the disciples had to learn in this passage. They were in the middle of a storm, but Jesus was at peace. When we are in a storm, what's going on outside of us doesn't determine what goes on internally. We can still be at peace and still be in the middle of a storm. But only Jesus brings that peace, because he's the Prince of Peace. So Jesus told them, he said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. That was a promise, that they were going to make it on the other side. Because God is not a a God of, of lies, he's the truth the way in the life so if he said you're gonna go on the other side it don't matter what's in your way you are going to go on the other side and he said why are ye so fearful how is it that ye have no faith hold on to your faith beloved and be still be still For God is with you. Trust in the Lord with all of your hearts and know that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Let's be like Mary and be still during this storm. Let's lift up our eyes unto the Lord together. Open our hearts to receive him for he is near. He's near. When Mary was going through her storm, mourning for her brother, the Bible says that she was still. She was still in the middle of her storm. In that stillness, We focus on Christ. So together, beloved, let's close our eyes. Let's open our hearts and just be still. Be still and focus on God. And remember that at time, a time to tear, a time to amend, and a time to be silent, and a time to speak. We are in a time to be silent because we're in the middle of a storm. Just be still. My dear brothers, take note of this everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry let's be still just receive these words these are god's promises open our hearts and just receive him this is a time to focus on God no matter what your circumstances may be no matter what it may look like in front of you just be still even when your boat is filling up with water be still be still he says be still I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still, cause he's God. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourselves over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Be still. Be still, beloved. There are too many moving pieces in this scenario it's too much for us be still surrender your problems surrender your concern surrender your anxiety to the lord just place them at his feet and be still for god alone O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from Him. Hallelujah. Teach me, I will be silent. Make me understand how I have gone astray. Let's stop trying to be the Lord of our own lives let's stop trying to control every circumstances everything that comes in our lives be still allow him to help us to understand how we have deviated from the will from his will in our lives be still and the effects of righteousness will be peace, and the result of righteousness, quietness and trust forever. Be still before the Lord, all mankind, because he has roused himself from his holy dwelling. Be still. The Lord is fighting for us. Wait patiently on the Lord. If you feel like you don't know which way you're supposed to go, you feel lost. You don't know which way is up, which way is down. Be still. Wait on the Lord patiently. Yes, I know your boat is filling up with water. I know you're in a storm I know but the Lord is fighting for you he already knows your circumstances be still the Lord is in his holy temple all the earth be quiet in his presence go before the Lord go to his feet and just wait patiently because when he moves it will be for your favor just like when he moved it was for my favor everything I was trying to control was exactly what I got without having to do a thing Then they cried out to the Lord in your trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. Be still. The Lord our God has the power to quiet any storm in our lives. Maybe there's something he's trying to teach you. Be still. Seek his face. Wait on the Lord. His timing is perfect. Now then, stand still and see this great thing the Lord is about to do before your eyes. Hallelujah. May He amaze you, may He give you your heart's desire, in Jesus name, in Jesus mighty name. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid, just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again hallelujah. Whatever Hercules, whatever um, Goliath you have standing in front of you, whatever Egyptian you have in front of you that is standing in your way, you will never see them again because the Lord will rescue you. All you have to do is be still. Wait on the Lord. Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. Hallelujah. These are all God's promises, His words in your life to tell you, don't worry, don't fret, don't be afraid. Don't be concerned. Don't be anxious. Just be still. This is the word of the Lord. Yes, he knows that you are in the middle of a storm. Peace be with you, be still. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Be still. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulations, be constant in prayer, I know that it's tough, I know that it's hard when you feel like you're going through, when you have uncertainty, when these thoughts start mulling in your mind. I know that it's hard, but rejoice in the hope of knowing that God is going to rescue you. He is on His way. He's going to rescue you. This season will not last always. This too shall pass. Be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. Pray without ceasing, beloved. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. This peace, even in the middle of of storm, we can have peace. Thank you, Jesus, for being the Prince of Peace in our lives. You will keep perfectly peaceful the one whose minds remain focused on you because he remains in you. Let's keep our mind focused on Christ. every time your mind is going into whatever else focus your mind on Christ and let's be still in this season of storm beloved be still and know that He is God Yahweh now if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're in the season of storm right now and you don't feel like you have a way out. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So why don't you say this prayer with me? Dear God, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus Christ is your Son And I believe that he died for my sin and that he was raised from the dead, ascended into heaven, and is alive today. I choose to follow, obey, and accept your Son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior from this day forward. Guide my life and help me to do your will. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before we end, I just want to add that if any of you have any questions or you are interested in reaching out to me, you can email me at info at angelsheart. That's A N G E L. Zia and zebra heart h-e-a-r-t dot com that's again info at angels heart a-n-g-e-l-z heart h-e-a-r-t dot com for any questions and I will do my best to reach out to you. I pray that this message was a blessing to you as it was to me. Until next time, beloved.